It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494 is how you hop aboard here. A lot to get into. NFL, NFL picks later in the hour. We'll do a hot stove check-in as we were bringing back the hot stove check-in on a nightly basis. Latest predictions on where the top free agents might land, who the Phillies are getting in some of these predictions. We'll get to all that coming up. And, uh, of course, give you some props to look for for Monday Night Eagles and the Commanders. But right now, we have to go out to the guest line here to talk to Elliot Shore Parks. And I have to say, I mean, the Phillies run was great, but, Elliot, the audience missed our weekly chats. The Phillies kind of took up a lot of airspace in October. It's been far too long. It's been far too long. I agree. But, uh, you know, as fun as that run was, it's time to get back to the real team. And uh, I'm excited to talk football with you. Yeah, and that real team still hasn't lost the game, Elliot. Um, we've we've been having the conversation tonight here about the undefeated thing, and it's it's interesting. This has kind of started to pop up the last week or so. I heard the first time I heard it on WIP was I got in the car to come in a couple maybe last week it was, and it was you and Ike um, discussing the idea of yeah. this and, and the thought on it. So 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 give me your perspective on it. As another win is in the bank, the Eagles are undefeated, and Elliot, we had a call a few minutes ago say it's too early to, to do this, and I'm like. I really do believe they're going to win every game in, until December. Then, then it's going to get you know harder and trickier. But I, I think this thing will go to December. So I don't think it's too early. I think this is on the horizon here. What's your perspective on, on the idea and the pursuit of a perfect season and, and how hard they should try to make it happen? Well, look, I mean, this is the first time in franchise history this has happened that they've been 8-0. Uh, they're the only team left that is undefeated. So it might be too early, whatever. They're the only team you can talk about it with. And when you're right, when you look at the schedule, I think it could get to, you know, 12 wins, 13 wins. But when you look, like, they look, they could lose any game. I'm sure we'll talk about the Washington game on Monday night. 
But when you simply look at their schedule, they are going to be favorites probably in every game besides the Christmas Eve game in Dallas. And I think they have a really good chance to win all those games. So the question is, how bad are they going to value it, right? And I think when you talk about Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni and Jeffrey Lurie, who will be involved in this decision for sure, especially if it gets to 14, 15-0 or something like that, I think they value the history that would come with being the first team to go undefeated in a 17-game schedule, right? And only the third team ever to go undefeated throughout the whole regular season. So, you know, with how deep the roster is, uh, I think that in those final games, if it came to it, they could play some of their guys, you know, put in, you know, maybe play Zach Pathmore more, play Quez more, get Andre Dillard some snaps. Like, they have a lot of quality backups. So I believe that if it gets to week 14, 15, they're still undefeated. I do think they'll go for it, and I think it's the right decision. I think it would be a really big thing for this organization, and it would be history. So I think they'd be making the right decision if they did. Elliot, go through how you think the machinations would work if, if this becomes a reality. Let's, let's say they get to the Dallas game undefeated, so three games to go, Dallas, uh, New Orleans, and the Giants. I'm sure at that point pretty much everything is already wrapped up. Division, probably number yeah. one seed. So the question becomes, it's, it's, just, it's black and white, right? It's, it's, we go for this or we start backing off and resting players those final week or two. How do you think they, this would happen? Because we know what this organization does, whether it be the, the schedule of practice during the summer or it be the preseason games, they always err on the side of caution. I just can't imagine that Sirianni could look, you know, Jalen Hurts, Jason Kelsey, those guys in the eye and say, we're, we're going to sit you down. Do you think it starts at the top and then it works its way down? Like, how do you think they go about making the decision what to yeah. do here? Well, it's interesting because you said you know, they always err on the side of caution. And I think that certainly is one way to put it. I would argue, though, what they really do is they always do what's best for the organization, right? In, in training camp, the best thing for this organization was get to week one healthy, right? And all the times we've talked about health and all those things, yes, it's cautious, but it's also just the correct thing for the team. So I think if they got to week 14 or 15, they would do the correct thing and they would go for it, right? I think that they would understand the history. I mean, I mean, you know, I think sometimes we talk about it so much that it gets a little, uh, you know, it, it's not appreciated as much as it is. We're talking about the possibility of the Eagles going undefeated in the regular season, right? Like, people still talk about that Patriots team, right? I, I mean, there's a Super Bowl winner every year, and I'm not diminishing winning the Super Bowl. It would clearly be huge. But if this team goes undefeated, they will probably be the most talked-about Eagles team, I mean, maybe for the rest of the franchise's history, like until another team does it. So I, I think that, yes, they err on the side of caution for sure. But what they really do is they do what's best for the franchise. And what's best for this franchise – would be to win every game and not pull starters, especially when they're talking. you're talking about them sitting two or three weeks, if not a month at that point, before they were to play their playoff game. So the other aspect, the health aspect, is, is the one people come back to first, and they worry about someone getting hurt. The other side of it is kind of the mental wear and tear. I, I do think that Patriots team was a little bit worn down, both physically and mentally, by the time the Super Bowl got around, you know, came around, but... Elliot, tell me if you disagree or agree. I, I don't worry about it with this team. There's there's something about them. There's a, obviously there's veterans like Kelsey, and you know with the quarterback with Jalen Hurts. I, I was saying earlier. I mean, the expectation when he was in college at Alabama was to win every game, not a hope. It was an expectation. I I yeah. don't think it would weigh on them to the point it would hurt them long term. What do you think about the group and how they would handle what would certainly become the biggest story in sports? 
You know, as, as someone that's covered the team for 10 years now, it's hard for me to imagine that there would be a time where there would be even more pressure on the Eagles than there already is, right? I mean, this, this, you've been around this team enough. You know, this is the biggest thing going in the city, right? Like, there is, oh, they are always under a huge microscope. And Jalen Hurts, you're right. His whole life has been like this. Jason Kelsey's been here long enough. Fletcher Cox has been here. Brandon Graham, all these guys, right? Devontae Smith in the same boat as uh, as Jalen Hurts. So, you know, I can't speak to how it will feel if they if they are 17-0 going into the playoffs, right? Because only two teams have ever done it, and one of them was, you know, like 50 years ago or whatever. So, you know, it would be a rare a rare occasion. But I just think with how much pressure they already play under and how used they are to it, I personally don't see this team folding uh, under that. I, I think that ultimately they, w- they would rise to the occasion. They would enjoy it kind of maybe like the pressure and the responsibility. And I don't think it's something that they would uh, that would hurt them as the season went on. All right, Elliot, let's kind of come back to, to the moment and then we'll c- kind of circle back to the future here. How worried should Eagles fans be, should everyone be right now about this run defense? It is, it's, it's towards the bottom of the league and it seems like it's getting worse by the week. How big of a concern is this? I think it's a concern for sure. Uh, like, I don't think it's something that will end their season, but, but I do think that when you talk about the run defense, what you're really talking about is tackling. This is a poor tackling defense uh, for long stretches. I think certain players have been really good. I think the linebackers are pretty good tacklers, but you look in the secondary, I don't think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's a good tackler. James Bradbury, I don't think has been a good tackler this year. And where that could really end up hurting them is when you take, face a team like the 49ers, when you face a run-first team or at least a team that likes to run the ball a lot, like Dallas. Now, I know that Jordan Davis is going to come back. I'm skeptical he'll come back and be able to make an impact. I've seen too many players, especially along the defensive line. When you miss training camp, which is essentially you know a, a month, right, a, a month of, of playing, it's hard to come back from that, especially someone Jordan Davis's side, side in the middle of the season. So, I think this team is still the best team in the NFC. I think they can overcome the run defense flaw, but it's definitely a flaw. And it's definitely something where if they have a playoff game and they tackle poorly, like that's how upsets happen. So I've started to wonder if there's any way to fix this uh, within the season. I mean, obviously personnel is is a big part. Scheme is is the other side of it. And and the Jordan Davis thing you brought up is obviously it's real, right? He's, he's, that's why he was drafted to help with this. Elliot, do you think at any point this season we see maybe more snaps for N'Kobe Dean? I mean, I would think based on what he did in college, uh, the kind of player he profiles to be, he's probably a better run defender than a guy like Kaiser White, who's here more to uh, defend the pass. Do you think they could work him in more, maybe with uh, a better chance of tackling and playing the run? I, I don't. Uh, I don't think that's the path that, that they'll go. I think they view N'Kobe as someone that maybe next year – uh, can play a larger role. And I also, frankly, at this point, don't know if it would be fair to ask N'Kobe, a third-round rookie linebacker, to come in and, fit, and fix the biggest flaw in the defense, right? So I think that, you know, to your point, like, how do they fix it, right? On one hand, I don't know what they do because they're in the middle of the season, the trade deadline's gone, and it's not one player. I think this is just they're a poor tackling group. But the other thing I'll say is, you know, in the short time we've seen Nick Sirianni, so all of last year and the half of this year, He's really good at fixing problems in season. Last year, the penalties were a major problem. He fixed that. The offense was struggling. They switched to a running game. This year, it was a second-half offense. They've scored two-plus touchdowns each of their last two games. So I think the tackling problem is a real one, and I think it's hard to fix. But this coaching staff does have a history of in-season fixing flaws. Yeah, and the other thing I wonder about, and not that it's not a big deal, and I agree with you, there's, there's something that's going on here that could hurt them. 
But I also wonder how how big of a deal they really think it is. I mean, of the things that you want to – if you're going to be bad at something, you don't want to give up deep passes, right? You don't want to get beat over mm-hmm. the top. I mean, they got run on a lot last week, and what did the Texans score? 17 points? I, I mean, I, I do you think – how concerned do you think they are? Because it's not something it feels like they think is going to lose them a lot of games. Yeah, well, it's lost them no game so far. So, you know, right. in a way, it's, it's hard to, to be too worked up about it. I think the concern would be – and you're right, like – you don't want to give up a 45-yard bomb. But the, the, the risk, I guess, of, of the run thing is if you get to a playoff game, right? Like, you know, we, first playoff game, they're playing the Niners. And the Niners are chewing like seven, eight minutes of clock time because, you know, the Eagles aren't tackling and they are running the ball. That could hurt the offense, right? Because then the Eagles' offense can't get on the field. So I, I think that how their defensive philosophy is, they don't want to give up big plays, right? They, they're, for the most part, okay giving up long drives because they're up so much that it's okay that, you know, whatever team, like the Texans, it's okay if they go on a seven-minute drive because there's only 15 minutes left in the game and they're down three scores, then obviously, you know, it's okay to kill seven minutes. But I think the problem could be come playoff time, if they can't get the offense back on the field because of poor tackling, that's really where it would hurt. We're talking to Elliott Shore Parks here. Eagles and Commanders coming up on Monday night. Eagles undefeated headed to the game. Elliott, uh, any thought that this could be tricky on Monday? It's, second, it's the first time they've seen a team twice, right? First division game two times. I haven't yeah. seen the Giants once yet. But um, any thought it could be tricky? Because even last week, 14-14 at the half, but I never really felt like they were going to lose the game. Yeah, you know, I, I hate to sound like generic football analyst guy, but but I do think anytime you play divisional opponents a second time, it is difficult. Like I've seen so many games late in the season against Washington that are closer than they're supposed to be, right? The Greg Ward game winning touchdown, like all those types of things. So I mean even last year against Washington, it, it was close at the end. So I, I look at the line, it's I think it's eleven points or ten and a half. That that feels like like a large line for, for a matchup like this. I do think that Washington's better with Heineke and then than they are with Carson. They do have a good uh, defensive line. So I think there's some tricky components to this. But ultimately, if the Eagles play their game, they'll, they'll, they'll win. Whether they'll co- they will cover, I don't know. But I think that this would have to be a pretty poor performance from the Eagles to lose the game. Elliot, this week you wrote that Jalen Hurts is obviously the NFL MVP at the midway point. Why did you have him over, I'm assuming, Mahomes and, and Allen yeah. and Tua in your rankings? Yeah, so when you look at Jalen, there's obviously a lot of things he does really well. But the main reason the Eagles are undefeated through eight games is they're plus 15 turnovers. And I think when people see that stat, they think about the defense. But what that also, a huge part of it is, they've only turned the ball over three times on offense. And Jalen is a huge part of that. Look at the Bills' loss to the Jets last week. Josh Allen, two interceptions, right? Like, he has eight interceptions on the year. That's almost three times as many total turnovers as Jalen Hurts' offense has, right? So I think that when you talk about, like, yes, the Eagles are loaded on offense. I get that, you know, they have a very talented roster. And I think that individually, like, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are better than Jalen is. But I think Jalen's unique ability to really take care of the ball and to be really smart with it is what makes him so valuable to this Eagles team. So Mahomes is amazing. You know, obviously he would be my number two. Two has missed some time, which, which hurts him. But I think that when you look at the first eight games or, you know, the first midway point of the season, there's been no quarterback more valuable to his team winning than Jalen. Yeah, he just there's no negative plays. I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah. That's why the offense is so good. Elliot, let's end with this. I know you went to the hardware store this week. Tell us about that. <laughs> and I, I, I was kidding earlier because I saw your tweet that really you go through our, our team here at WIP, it's it's a pretty, you know, it's a group that is very not handy is, is the way I'll put it. Yeah. Like, like, who would you even think would be the handiest person among all of us? 
it's hard I mean, to pick one out. My thought was probably Ike or, or Richie, just because they, I don't know, like they played football. So I, like, yeah, they're, I str- they're stronger think, than us. They should be yeah, able to do exactly. things. Right, yeah. And I mean, like they're both very smart. So like maybe they could figure that out. But look, I don't want to toot my own horn, but not only this this week <laughs> did I go to the hardware store and successfully buy something to pick up the grass within my backyard, I then went back again and got the correct tools to drill something into the front of my house. I had to pick out a drill bit. I needed something like to put in there to to get the screw. Like I, I'm not even sure what it was called, but I did it. I was almost going to hire a task rabbit, and I did it myself. So not only do I feel great about myself, I saved some money. I probably won't attempt anything else soon in the house. I'm on a hot streak now, but there's nothing better, no better feeling than accomplishing that. So what do you mean? Like you mean like a rake for the leaves? No. So it's like called a grass vacuum or something. So basically, oh, it sucks them up. I, Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I wasn't raking. I was, you know, my wife was, you know, getting a little annoyed at all the grass just completely sitting in the backyard. So I had to get something to like, yeah, it was a, he called it a grass vacuum. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably his simple way of explaining it to me. I think he he probably immediately realized I wouldn't understand whatever the proper term for it. Now, was. now is it you or nothing or is your wife does she like to do that kind of stuff? Well, she's way better at it. Like yeah. whenever we hang anything in the house, she's the one that hangs it. Whenever we get a piece of furniture, she's the one that puts it together. I'm the one that stands there and like pretends like I'm helping. You know, she's like, "Hand me that." And I'm like, "All right, I can do that." <laughs> so, so, so that's yeah. Well, I understand that because I have the same thing. But now I'm being laughed my by my son who's seven now. Like he knows mm-hmm, how to do all rough. the drill bit stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I, you know what? I'm, I've accepted it. Life is about yeah. accepting things. You got to know your strengths and weaknesses. That's 100% correct. Any way I can be helpful and not make the house fall apart, that's what I'm good with. So it's I'm like Jalen. We, ju- we just don't turn the ball over. Just, the, just, 100% keep, just correct. keep the offense we're, moving. We're, that's why we're football guys. We're not building guys. We're football guys. That's exactly right. Elliot, I appreciate you hopping on. Have a good weekend, and uh, we'll hear you on the pregame Monday and tomorrow. Go Birds? Yep, absolutely. All right. Thank you all. Have a good night. Yep. Talk to you soon. There he goes. Elliot Shore Parks, who knows he's not handy.